0: What's up, everything? For decades in this country, the name Rocky was synonymous with underdogs, comeback stories, and perseverance. This week, it's been synonymous with an entitled self-righteous jackass who can't understand why the billionaire plaything he inherited suddenly comes with all these unpleasant questions about tricky subjects like sexual assault and transparency. What should have been a weekend of fun and nonsense in Las Vegas has been yet again marred by one of the league's own owners. This league will never get any better, but we're going to keep talking about it anyway it's exhausting but let's have as much fun as we can right so let's get started and let's get angry back everyone welcome to the two guys one cup podcast it is thursday friday february 4th we're here the snow has fallen and we're alive we're both probably sick but you know whatever we don't have covid we had that before that's right
1: (laughs) I'm fine. I've
0: got yeah. something different. Yeah, exactly. If new it, and different. If anything, it's long COVID. It's not new <laughs> so,
1: Same shit as usual. Oh,
0: uh, So we're getting together, risking our heart and health, to talk about this podcast. Which, of course, as so often in the NHL, we'll focus on happy, cheerful topics. I don't get it, Ian. I really don't. I, we're just going to dive right into the Rocky Burt situation. I don't get how this league, and now, you know, I'm glad I'm glad Gary Bettman's comments dropped right when they did. Mm-hmm. Because it's like renewed my fire about how bad this is, you know? And I don't get how this league chooses so specifically to get every single thing, every, every single thing, every single thing, so wrong, so very, very wrong, every single time, every single time. I don't... I don't understand why and how they do that. But they find a way. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum said life finds a way, <laughs> and in the NHL greed and corruption find a way. Just like just like a plant growing in asphalt in a jail yard, yeah. you know? It's just Set your
1: watch to it. It feels
0: like it's remarkable. So before we dive too deep into it, we might as well recap the story for anyone who, you know, maybe folks come only to our podcast for NHL news that it's a severe mistake, Folks, and I advise so you against it strongly, but, you know, maybe that's how things go. So on, what was this, Tuesday night? I think so. The Blackhawks held what I guess would be described as a town hall of sorts. It was certainly more than a press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, but there were reporters there. It was a big event <coughs> on stage. You know, they had Rocky Wirtz who... We'll talk about at length and his son, the Danny, who, the are the, show. <laughs> who are the two stars of the uh, um, two stars, two leading owners of the Blackhawks organization, uh, as well as um, Jamie Faulkner, the president of business operations between them uh, and then some other, you know, generic white guy. Um, but Eddie Olchek, is that Eddie? I think so. Oh, man, he's cleaned up. I think you're right, though. I think you're right. My bad, Eddie. Sorry, Ed. Run, run! Don't <laughs> walk. <laughs> run! Don't walk from this organization. Get out of there, Ed. So go bet on a horse. Um, <laughs> if so... I was
1: freaking Brett Hall and this was happening to the Blues, <coughs> I would just fade oh, into yeah. being a Dallas star. Again. Like, uh, <laughs> like, um, uh,
0: Homer Simpson going into the bush. Oh know? yeah. Uh, so here's 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 what happened. They were letting the press ask these people questions. And one of the questions, as anyone with any sense of precognition or brain function whatsoever could have rightfully expected one or many of the questions to be about the Kyle Beach situation from earlier this year because, you know, the reason they're searching for a new GM <coughs> and holding public image press conferences is because of, you know, the sexual assault they covered up for and then had to have an investigation to absolve themselves of. So, uh, Mark Wesseris, who, um who is a, a well-known you know, Blackhawks reporter. He's the athletic beat reporter. He's a great reporter. Uh, asked, stood up to ask this question, and he directed it at Danny Wirtz, the younger of the two Wirtz family, the um, you know the the voice of the future, if you will. He said, "My question is for Danny." I know we're looking forward here, but I think we have to look back also. I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from the power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again? And I think to really capture this, I'll need to find the the footage of Rocky Wirtz and play it here for you so you can hear not only how stupid his response <laughs> is, but how agitated he is in giving oh, his yeah. response. So remember as I play this that Mark Lazarus has just directed his question at Danny, the son, and Rocky Wirtz makes the decision to step in because he's got this one covered. <laughs> so with that in mind, here's owner, chairman, and CEO of the Blackhawks, member of the NHL executive committees. Rocky Wurtz. Take it away Rocky. I'm going to answer the question. At okay. the end. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward and we're not going to talk about 2010. We're, I'm not about 2010. I, I know and I'm not either and we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now what's your next question?
1: I can pick up to what we are doing today. No, I don't,
0: know. that's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're gonna do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. business? Because I don't think it's any of your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not gonna talk about Kyle Beach. We're not gonna talk about anything that happened. Now we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You wanna keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. Okay, good. So, that wasn't good. Um, Certainly a response. <sighs> I don't think it's... Imagine telling a reporter, I don't think it's any of your business, how our team is going to protect <coughs> players. Protect players. Uh, listen, if I'm... It's one thing to be pissed off of this about this as the host's of a St. Louis Blues podcast. Mm. If I'm Alex DeBrincat, I'm pissed off about this. Mm. He didn't ask you what you're doing to I don't know, train your medical staff on sexual assault or something like more obscure. Not that not that to be quite frank, you shouldn't be fully transparent about any aspect of this anyone chooses to right. ask about except maybe your specific communications with Kyle Beach or, or John Doe 2 or 3 you know maybe maybe some of that for legal reasons that's off limits but anything within your organization you should both expect to be questioned about and be willing to give answers about but beyond that this isn't like this isn't like deep stuff i, I saw mark lazarus tweet Basically like, I thought this question was a softball, right. you know, like I thought it was pretty easy to say, what are you doing? What, what are you putting in place to protect players from <laughs> letting this happen again? And Rocky Wirtz goes off because Rocky Wirtz is a 69 year old man who has never, you know, I don't want to say he's never worked a day in his life. I mean, he runs a major beverage distribution business. I'm sure he does some work, but he's never had obstacles in his life really you know he's had rich white guy obstacles i'm sure but not you know hiding his
1: mistresses and
0: stuff like that but not not real obstacles he's never been told
1: no a lot yeah, as elia friedman said surrounded by a lot of yes men, yeah for sure in that position
0: and so he just flies off the handle but i don't i don't even get it because i don't he, he comes in at, at a nine.
1: You oh, know, yeah. he's and, like already angry. He
0: pushes it up to an 11, maybe, but he comes in at a nine. And it's like the whole attitude here of saying, we're not looking back, we're not here to talk about the past. Dude, this isn't your past. This is your present, and it's your future. Mm. Until you've proven that you're not an organization that will cover up for sexual assault in the interest of winning, it's your job to prove that.
1: This reminds me of the Mark McGuire thing about steroids. We're Mm. "We're not here to talk about the past. And It's like, well, specifically, we really are. Uh, That's why we're here. This is an
0: investigation on steroid use, so that is why we're here. (laughs) We are having a town hall about your organization's public image. So, yeah, this is... (laughs)
1: what we're here to talk about. How do you not even have just like really blanket, simple talking points, which I'm sure Danny probably had where it's like, hey, we put a lot of, a lot of different things in place to make sure this doesn't happen again. We have different forms of communication that go directly to the top and stuff. And you don't even be specific. You're just going, we're going to roll those out in like a statement later or whatever. But you know, we're definitely working on it and stuff. And people still dunk on that, but at least there's something, there's something that's like, eh. That's yeah. your that's your boilerplate NHL team doing bare minimum, but it's like do that. They didn't even do follow
0: the Batman model and just say there's, there's a, a hotline. Yeah, we've got know? a
1: hotline now. Like this was just so obstinate and just like no, I don't, we're not going to talk about this. I don't like this subject. It's like yeah, Rocky. Nobody <laughs> nobody likes this. <laughs> yeah, no one enjoys speaking about
0: everyone this. in this room and everywhere on earth would
1: have much rather what happened to Kyle Beach just not have yeah. happened. The irony of like the pro- other than that, other than the thing happening in Kyle Beach, the irony is that the second problem was that they covered it up, mm-hmm. and so to them be talked about, how are we going to make sure this doesn't happen again, and be met with, well, we're not going to talk about it. Is like, do you not see that that was the original problem? Mm-hmm. No one talked about this or wanted to talk about it, and so now we're like, what? How are you going to fix this? Well, we're not going to talk about that either. And I'm like, well, see. Now you've just answered the problem with the same problem.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, I believe the Jenner and Block report when it says that the Wirtz family never heard about this at the time and didn't have any ability to respond back then. But I'm sure not seeing behavior in Rocky Wirtz that suggests that they would have responded any better than anyone else in the organization did, you know? right? Like, I mean, this looks like the kind of... Old privileged white guy that would cover something like this up, and I, because of all this, I've almost forgotten this happened. But I remember it was Monday, or I think, or maybe even Friday of <coughs> last week, where it came out that Marion Hosa and oh, Patrick, Patrick Sharp sure. yeah. would be on the uh, not the search committee for their next GM or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just even that I was like, how could you possibly put two players? From that 2010 team on this search committee. How could you possibly be that friggin' stupid? How could you possibly have that little sense in your head? Just... And again, I hate to be like this. It comes up every time. I... This isn't actually... They should be good people. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. They could be just decent human beings, and these questions wouldn't even come into play. But if you're skipping past that, which Rocky words clearly is, mm. just from an optics perspective, How do you not think, you know what, maybe not. Maybe (laughs) since we fired the last guy because he covered up something that happened in 2010 and everybody knows that all the players knew about that eventually and didn't do anything, maybe (coughs) we don't put the 2010 players on. Maybe since we're trying to live down... But that's the thing. They don't want to live down their past. They just want to erase this part from it and have everything else rosy. Exactly. You know, and and Rocky Warts, listen, listen, I... I don't want to say I sympathize, but if something came out that made the 2019 Cup one that just marred that, you know, Mm. and I'm not even going to, like, name a hypothetical because I don't want to put that evil on anybody, but, like, if something came out that put a permanent black mark on the 2019 Cup run, that would be devastating. That Mm. would be truly depressing because that was one of the best periods of time in my life. It was so fun, you know, all those memories... Are so positive. So, like, I'm not necessarily sympathetic to Rocky Words, but I get the resistance. I get the desire to preserve the good in -hmm. those memories. But that's all the more reason to be like, okay, we're tackling this problem and removing it rather than letting it linger. Right. You know, because right now nobody believes that this can't happen again in the Blackhawks organization. And that's the problem.
1: That's yeah, exactly. You have to build up the goodwill to be like, okay, that did happen. It sucked. It was bad, but we've, you know, against all odds, gotten some good out of this. Mm-hmm. We've changed for the better, and that's what that that's what the legacy of this can be over the years. But if you're yeah, constantly just gonna be like, Wait, well, don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about that. It just feels like you're like covering up a giant scar, and it's like you're gonna have to do some sort of healing. And moving forward and with work that's the difference is like we're moving on it's like you can you can quote unquote move on but you have to show us what you're doing in order to like prevent that from happening again in any form in any capacity and just to say we're not going to talk about it.
0: Yeah
1: I like think literally the opposite.
0: It's like, what happened to Kyle Beach was a trauma to Kyle Beach. Mm -hmm. And if Kyle Beach was going to say, this happened, but I'm moving on, that would be within the framework of, like, I'm never going to be over this. It's never just going to be erased. But I've, you know, with with hard work, counseling, therapy, all that, like, I've put the procedures in place that I can you know, I don't even I'm not I don't even wanna say the wrong term. But basically like I can put this in a box and it's there and it exists and it affects everything, but like I also know the triggers and the ramifications and the consequences and I know how I react and I'm moving on with my life with all of that stuff, you know, dealt with to the best of my abilities. And that could be the same the the Blackhawks could look at this Like, it's a trauma to them. Mm. And, you know, they talked on a little bit on 31 Thoughts about, like, they went back and forth on whether Rocky Wertz feels like he's a victim because he has to pay Kyle Beach. I would argue he kind of should. He should, in the best way, feel like he's a victim a little bit. Because he should sort of be sitting there and be like, how dare anyone let this happen to my organization? This is a black mark. I never knew about it. Ten years later, I have to deal with the horrible consequences. And, you know, in a way that honors Kyle Beach, be like, this should never have happened to this person. Mm. And I'm horrified by it. And I'm going to do everything in my considerable power to make sure that the people responsible are punished and that the... Procedures are put into place and this could never possibly happen again. And if you've done all that stuff, then you can arguably say now we're moving on, you know, but he clearly hasn't done all that stuff. He he's a rich person and and i and i really don't like playing the games of like wealth versus you know that i mm-hmm. do, doesn't i don't have time for that most of the time but he is a rich person that has learned that money should solve all his problems mm-hmm. and he believes that he paid Jenner and Block i'm sure a substantial sum of mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. to do this investigation and absolve him in the process and then he paid Kyle Beach in the settlement and he <coughs> believes that he has Basically, given his pound of flesh now, Mm -hmm. and this should be an issue of the past. Mm -hmm. But that just does not deal with the heart of the problem, which the heart of the problem was never that Kyle Beach wasn't paid for this, right? The heart of the problem was that it happened at all. And as you said, like the second evil is that it got covered up. If it had happened and he'd reported it to that coach and the coach had told, um stan bowman and stan bowman had immediately been like all right get uh i can't even remember the uh, brad aldrich in here i'm firing him on the spot mm. we'll launch a full investigation yada 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 you know what probably still would have won the stanley cup gotta be mm. honest with you they were a pretty good team that's what always blows my mind <laughs> like
1: that could have that really rocked the whole thing i'm like but that dude's a black ace and like, I'm sure not a lot of people didn't, even know him that well.
0: Also, I don't mean to be crass, but yeah. didn't they find out after beating the Sharks? Yeah. So they were going to the cup to face the Flyers. They had nothing to fear. <laughs> they could have done this. They could have done both things, you know, like, uh. but like, <clears throat> it's not, it's not relitigating it to say, okay, but what went wrong and how do we never let it happen again? Right. You know,
1: like you can be a terrible thing, but if you get it out of the way right away, then you're like, yeah, we feel bad that we had this guy in our organization and we're going to make, we're going to put, basically you can say, you can start way earlier. All of our problems are going to be solved at like, like the hiring level or like the background check level or all mm-hmm. this stuff. We're going to make sure when we're hiring someone, they're like, of like, you know, astounding character and everything and just be amazing and all this stuff. And you can say, that's our problem. That's whatever. Cause it wasn't reporting. It got reported. It was done. We dealt with it. You know the guy's gone. He's never gonna be around again. It's like we just need to figure out how to make sure that we can like we're transparent with everyone we hire and we know um, what they're about and background, all that junk. And it's like you could have just that could have been your thing, mm-hmm. but instead it's this whole fucking web of like, now do you trust? Do you trust anyone in that organization? Especially after that like response, it's just like so. That's the t- that's the head guy. Uh-huh. That's the that's like the buck stops here guy. Who's like I just don't want to talk about it anymore. And that's the other annoying thing is like you were saying, I get like you, I agree with the, with the Jenner and black report where like the warts is probably didn't know initially or anything like that, um, about the sexual assault. But it's like, he just seems angry that it's like, look, I did, like you said, I paid my pound of flesh. I didn't do, you know, I didn't know anything about this. Why are you angry at me? And it's like, yeah, dude, we get it. And that's great. But like it happened underneath you. That's like, that's how all business works. If some shit happens and it's a lower level guy, you can be like, hey, that's not our values, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, it reflects on you no matter what, which is kind of why it's of, like, the best idea to get rid of these people, like, quick and whatever and be like, this is not who we are, they're out, we ousted them, blah, blah, blah. Instead of covering it up like the people underneath you did. you know what I mean? Like, as long as that happens under you, it's going to reflect upon you. Mm -hmm. And I know that sucks, but that's also just, like, life and optics. Like, I don't know what... Like, sometimes... People will do that, we're like, that stinks and they look at you and I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know I don't know what to tell you. That's just that's just how it is. is.
0: I mean, it's one of those it's one of those realities where it's like bad stuff's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And some how
1: how you deal with that, man. Some
0: people are equipped to be like, (coughs) you know what, it sucks that I broke my leg in a car crash Mm -hmm. or you know, worse you Mm -hmm. know but the people get paralyzed in car crashes and like obviously you're not just gonna like shrug your shoulders and and let that wash off your back but Mm -hmm. like some people are equipped to deal with that and fight through and Mm -hmm. become as mobile and independent as they can and other people just aren't and this is one of those situations where he's like this guy just is not equipped for any adversity he's lived a decade of yeah, it's the same, you know, I, I don't mean to make it a hockey thing, but it is the exact same mindset that goes into trading your the farm to get Seth, I almost said Seth Rollins, Seth Jones, yeah. we'll talk about him later, <laughs> what did he get Seth Jones? from Columbus, and then paying him an arm and a leg when what your team clearly needs to do is rebuild. But you don't even have, you don't have a framework in your head for rebuild Mm -hmm. because you've had so much success that, like, you just believe that the good times are going to roll forever, you know? Well, Patty and John are still here, so we're still a competitive team. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, "Mm, but no. (laughs) But, like, that same mindset basically says "I, I don't deal with adversity. I don't suffer the consequences of adversity i smash right through adversity and once i've done the smashing it's everyone else's job to admit that i've smashed even if what even if they have to pick up the pieces so they're the clean i've got seth jones and now he's one of my three untouchables even if he's not any damn good even if the team's not any damn good it doesn't matter because i've done this thing and that's the bottom line, because mm. Rocky Ward says so. <laughs> <laughs> But I you know, it's in this case it's just the same. And that's the thing about it. Nobody first of all, nobody even asked him a question at all. Mm. It wasn't like, Rocky, what are you doing to ensure players don't can right. report this? You know, have you opened your door to every player complaint there could possibly be or whatever? Mark Lazarus is literally asking the most powder puff question he can ask. To Danny Wurtz and Rocky decides to jump in and get angry. And that's the thing, that's the thing I just cannot, like, the more I think about it, I just cannot fathom how you, you knew, it's not even like you didn't know. It's not even you can't even make an argument that you thought that you were going to bring 20 reporters or however many reporters into this town hall and not get a question on this. So you knew it was coming, which means you were sitting there waiting to give this answer. You know, as far as I know, there was no catalyst. Mark Lazarus didn't ask any other questions. There wasn't anything that built up to this. I don't even think it was like an hour of questioning about Kyle Beach. You knew this question was coming. It got asked to your son who's supposed to be you should be able to sit in the back and be like, "Oh, he's the fresh face." Right. You know, so if 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 Rocky Wertz was going to be a good dad and a good owner, he could try and be like, "Well, you know, there's some bad stuff about 2010 now, and that's all going to that's going to stick on me. Mm-hmm. And I'll deal with it and I'll try to mitigate it, but like Danny can be the face of the future." And I'll let him Lead all this stuff, hmm. you know, and I'll just sort of fade into the background and be a rich guy that gets to go to hockey games and sit wherever he wants anytime he wants, you know. But
1: like, I'm just gonna be there, and that's fine. But well, that's the thing. Danny seemed to have prepared answers, yeah. so like, they have to know that he has to know that he has answers. And he was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible on this one. Feel that I'm like, oh boy, it's just no good. It's It's, I want to say I'm always, like, surprised, but then at the same time, it's like, of course.
0: Yeah, and we haven't even gotten to yet. He then got another question from Phil Thompson, um, another reporter, and it was along similar lines, going to be, you know, basically... Reporters do this sometimes where they're like, hey, uh, you really botched the hell out of that last question. So I thought I'd politely give you another chance mm-hmm. to not botch it on the spot. Like, you you see this with the president sometimes where right. it's like, um, you know, they'll be like, um, you just said that Russians could lick your butthole. Uh, did you want to rephrase that? <laughs> well, that
1: was like a euphemism, yeah. right? For really...
0: Uh, so... You know, that was kind of my interpretation of what <laughs> Phil Thompson, he was asking if Rocky was, wanted Russians to lick his butthole. And uh, Rocky said, I answered it. I answered it, and I told you to get off the subject. And this is, I, he's arguably even madder with this guy than he was with um, with Mark Lazarus. And he said, I told you, we're moving on. I don't like these. And that, that was the one time in this whole thing where you could see him kind of go, whoop shouldn't say that shouldn't say i don't like these questions uh and he said i think you're out of line to ask this line of questions why don't you ask about something else why don't you ask about the gm search why do you bring up old business and that's the thing that he just doesn't get is the gm search is about this you fired the other gm literally because he covered this up and now we need to know that you'll put a GM in place who wouldn't do the same thing. And you're interviewing Peter Shirelli, so
1: congratulations. Why am I the <laughs> asshole
0: here? You know, like, and I don't. I'm not saying Peter Shirelli would cover this up. I saw him a couple times in Traverse City. Looks like a pleasant. Town. He's a terrible like, GM,
1: but you know what? That doesn't mean he's, that he's a bad a person. Guy, yeah. But
0: like, th- you're. All I can say, all I know about Peter Chiarelli is that he's old in HL, you right. know? Like, he's not he's not going to come in here and change how the hockey men do it. Mm. That is not Peter Chiarelli at all. So, you know, we'll talk probably more about that in a minute. But, like, he, he says this, and the best part about this is that Jamie Faulkner, the woman next to him, who's apparently the president of business operations, literally laughs when he says... Uh, why do you bring up old business? And I, I can only... I mean, she can't be on his side. Mm. So I can only assume she's laughing because he's, she's thinking, you idiot, this is the all of the business right now. <laughs> there is no other business.
1: She's like... So wait, she's president of hockey operations. President uh, of business. I business operations. She's... So yeah, I think she was also like part of the nine women that were part of the draft thing Mm -hmm. where they had a stand Stand up and bring them out front and Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. I, that's like the nervous laughter. That's the like, Oh, there's a camera. Oh Oh, no. Oh no.
0: Here's the thing though. It wasn't nervous laughter. It was more like this fucking asshole. Uh, it was, I think she was well aware of like what, of how she was coming off because then at the end of all this, she, he tells, uh, the reporter phil thompson that he's finally asked an appropriate question and he says and i think jamie can answer that and he gives and she gives him like the coldest side eye i have ever seen so it's fun you should go back and watch that part of the clip because <coughs> she seems like a bad bitch and i don't want to cross her but like I that's what are you gonna do like here's the thing what you should do is Honest to God is Danny Wirtz should say, Dad, shut the hell up. You sound like an idiot. Live, on stage, you don't get this. Let me answer this question. But he's obviously not going to do that, and nobody's going to do that. I'm not saying that's a Danny Wirtz problem. Nobody's going to do that. Every single person on Earth is also just going to sit there and watch this train crash, you know? Because there's nothing else to do. But, like, I I don't know... You, they won't. They won't. They will not do anything to Rocky Warts. But if this organization cared about its image, mm-hmm. I don't know how you don't send Rocky Warts out to pasture. Yeah. In some way where, you know, he's not actually going to leave. He's not going to sell the team, obviously. But I don't know how you don't say Rocky Warts has been promoted to CEO emeritus of the...
1: (laughs) Senior, uh, senior, senior CEO.
0: Of the Chicago Blackhawks and Danny Wirtz is now owner and chairman or whatever, the official roles that Rocky... This is... Of all the things we've ever covered in the NHL, there are some things that are are eviler than this. Obviously, the, the root of this is, I guess, more evil in a sense than what he actually said or did here. Yeah. He was just being mean to a couple of reporters, but like, in just in terms of like, I don't understand how this could possibly have happened at any level. This takes the cake. I don't. It's it's unmatched to me. You know, it's like almost like the hand pass in this sh- in the Sharks game where I'm just like, I don't even know what to. Say. <laughs> There's no words. It's just it's just remarkable. I don't, I don't know how you do this as a person, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird how you can be as rich and famous and powerful as he is without actually being successful. Right. Because he's never done anything. He's never done anything. He Mm -hmm. got handed everything. And I'm not, I'm really, again, I'm not trying to say that as like, That's not inherently a bad thing. But you can tell this is a man (laughs) that isn't good at dealing with problems Mm. because of what an ass he made of himself here. And given just judging off that, I can tell he hasn't had a lot of successes in his life because success involves overcoming obstacles, and he's clearly never faced many. Mm. You know, Danny Wurtz may be great at overcoming obstacles. I don't know. But Rocky (coughs)
1: clearly isn't is at the very least younger and understands, like, the transparency that's needed in, like, yeah. today's world. I feel like that's a big thing, too, is, like, this is something you have to be transparent about, and it's something you'll be definitely transparent about in, like, 2022. Yeah. Like, you can't, there's just not... Gonna cover this up and said no more of this talk in 1993, because uh, who's gonna tweet about it? Who's gonna get on Facebook and yell about it? who? No, mm-hmm. you, no, nothing's gonna happen. You could actually, literally, make it go away. Yeah. But I was like, now... They're just, it's never going to happen, dude. With, especially with how many people are outraged now about this. Like it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like
0: Rocky word seems to have that like pre watergate mindset, which is weird. Cause he was like 23 or four <laughs> when it happened, you would think he'd be of that generation. But like, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about like, that was the end of just trusting the government, yeah. you know, like the boomer generation. <coughs> they were just like, yep. If the president said it, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that was the end of it, you know? And like, that's kind of, I think that's kind of how he's thinking. It's just like, we're the Blackhawks and we said we took care of it. So you just need to believe we took care of it. Right. And it's like, I, I will choose to believe you when you show me that there's a reason to believe you. Right. And also, and this is the other thing I don't get. No one owes you shit, Rocky. No one owes you anything. Mm. The, you are offering a service. This is, We forget about this in sports because it doesn't run like an Arby's, mm. you know, or whatever. But Arby's, in theory, has to offer me quality products or interesting food that I want to eat for me to then go there and pay them money to eat the food that they offer, which I don't <laughs> do <deal> very often. <laughs> So it was a bad example. A, a
1: failure on our but, part. <laughs>
0: exactly. But like, that that's true of sports. They have to, in theory, offer you a compelling team and a compelling product. And you are, in theory, exchanging your money mm-hmm. for the right to watch that product and your time and whatever else. But the fans don't owe the team anything. And the a lot of these guys have this like one-sided view of the relationship where it's like I have come down from on high and given you the Blackhawks Mm. and you have given me nothing in return except for my billions of dollars. (laughs) And now you will sit there and listen to me because as I proclaim the truth of, you know, whatever. Mm. And it's just like, no, dude, you've got it completely backwards and there's no helping you. And it would be the kind of situation into which someone like Gary Bettman could intervene until in an interview with Mark Lazarus today, he said that Rocky Wertz's outburst was, quote, an emotional response and insisted Wirtz's heart is in the right ways and that he's fully empowering Danny Wertz and Jamie Faulkner to make positive changes and then announced that there will be no punishment from the league for Rocky Wertz. So that's where the NHL
1: sits. That's... I mean, why? Why would you expect any different? Why couldn't you at least say that that was, like, a bad response? That's the one thing. Like, I get you don't want to just be, you don't want to throw owners under the bus or whatever. Like, this dude sucks ass. You know, I get it. You're Gary Bettman. But, like, why can't you just be, like, you can say emotional response, even it was emotional response and it wasn't, it wasn't like the correct response given the question or blah, like at least condemn it in even the slightest way, but instead it's just like washed over like, oh, well, he's an emotional guy, what are we, what are you going to do? And it's like, just say not like, not the right response. For like the question asked or whatever, and then be like, we're always, you know, trying to make this game safer, blah, blah, blah. But just like, nah, you're just an emotional guy. What are you going to do? And it's like, mm-hmm. it feels like if he said something actually mean, like, hey, Lazarus, you're a fucking asshole. They'd be like, well, you know, he's just got colorful language. And so he's, you know, what are you going to do?
0: Gary is so keenly aware that he like works for the owners, mm. but like he forgets that he's more powerful than any one of them. Probably than any five or six of them, <laughs> let alone one of them, you know? But, like, even... Who's the guy in Boston? Oh, uh, Jeremy Jacobs. Jeremy Jacobs can't, like,
1: single-handedly get rid of Gary Bateman. Well, I just start like, as an owner, and also, doesn't it, this look bad on your lead? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, for sure. You think the owner of the Winnipeg Jets is like, yeah, go get him, Rocky, or whatever. The like, one, yeah,
1: the one that went out of his way to go to bat for a shovel day off. who's like... Oh, well,
0: sorry. Bad no, choice. No, no, no but like, I mean,
1: I think it's good because he's like, yo, we want, we're want, we trying to make this, you know, we're we're trying to go along with all of this. And then you get this dude that comes out and steps on a fucking landmine purposefully. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, probably true. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, it's just like, I don't...
1: I it's just like Rocky, It'll be, that'd be the fucking uh, text chain. Rocky, shut the fuck
0: up, <laughs> like dude. It is. I, I one of the th- I probably said this before. I'm sure I've said this before, but like I'm just I'm just fascinated by collective inaction. Mm-hmm. It just it truly. I mean, like it's tragic usually, but it truly blows my mind how a whole organization can just rubber stamp something like that even though even though you know you know that most of the people are individually not okay with this mm-hmm. most of the nhl owners are at least at least have to be at the level of man he really looked like a horse's ass yeah you know or or at the very least like god i hope i never step into that well, that's land what i mean mind, to, to at least know, be like, like
1: dude you can't be emotional about anything or whatever it's yeah bad on us period no matter what it is and about this like, I just don't, some things seem so clearly bad that I just don't understand why you can't come out and be like, this was bad. Because like you said, I have all these fans, 80%, 90 whatever, are like, yeah, man, this sucks. Yeah. And then they got to be like, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to your face, but I'm going to say very little right to your face. And we're all just going to be like, just, just say not that response was, <laughs> you could say that response was not ideal. Um. I just don't... I don't know, man. It's... Gary Bettman, I guess, shocks me the least because he's such a lawyer that, like, someone could be, like... I don't know. Someone could be shoot another person in the NHL and he'd be like, well, you know, things happen or whatever. he just, like, he'd somehow lawyer his way out of it. Like, you know what? That's, you know, that's just uh, a... Heated, heated moments between two people. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, just make a comment. Make a stance on anything. That's kind of the whole point of all this is we need the Blackhawks or the NHL or both to stand for something like this will not happen again and here's why. And they're just so limp about it. They're so constantly limp.
0: Sorry, I'm just reading more of Gary Bettman's response. He said of Rocky Wertz, all of us at one time or another have a moment. No, we fucking don't, Gary. No, we don't. And if we do, we don't have it in front of a camera. And if we have it in front of a camera, it's not when we should be expecting to be asked the exact question we freak out about. Hmm. I I just...
1: I'm like, we all do have a moment. It's not that. That's not that here's moment. Here's the
0: thing. Right now, the... Um, Brian Flores, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins, is suing the NFL over allegations of racism and like game fixing. I think mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't even read the whole thing, but, um, It's a pretty serious allegation and it's getting a lot of coverage. Here's what I guarantee you won't happen. And and let me be clear. Roger Goodell is a scumbag human being. But I guarantee you that at Roger Goodell's next press conference, when he gets that question, he is not going to scream at the reporter. Mm. He may say, I won't answer any questions about ongoing legal action. He may say... Uh, he may sternly say Brian Flores's allegations are categorically false, and we will prove that in court.
1: Mm.
0: But he will never say, "I, you don't have the, you're
1: out of line yeah, to ask me, me that, that question." How could
0: you? Because he's not an idiot.
1: The people that run this league are idiots. They're just not good at their jobs. It's inconceivable. I do think that sometimes, like you know, you're a public-facing league. Like They're people can people can see your here's league. Here's the thing, though:
0: they are not, and this kind of crap proves it. Because if that happened in the NFL or the NBA, I think this guy'd be forced out of ownership because the public backlash mm. would be monumental. When mm. the when the Clippers guy did it, oh, I yeah, know it he's... wasn't the same thing, but they literally had to force him out of ownership right. because he was publicly racist and sleep. I don't remember the whole story it was a mess and they and the NBA had to say we can't get out of this unless you sell the team yeah, I'm just so worried. you're going to have to sell the team and this story it just isn't even a story outside of the NFL NHL because there's no this isn't this mm-hmm. isn't a league it's a it's a second rate third rate sports league It doesn't exist on par with the NBA or the NHL or even MLB. And probably, honest to God, in a few more years, it's not going to be on MOS's level. You could argue it's not right now. (laughs) But by the time when, I guarantee you, when the U.S. hosts the World Cup in 2026, bye-bye, NHL. You're the fifth, clearly, by Mm. then. You're the fifth sports league. Because, you know, whatever, for better or worse... Check out our other podcast if you want to hear more about soccer. <laughs> We're up and coming. But, but for better or worse, the MOS is clearly aggressively expanding mm. to be in as many markets as possible before the 2026 World Cup. So that when it happens here, because that also is how they got kind of their first shot in the arm when we hosted it back in the 90s. When it happens here, you know, they'll be prepared. though I have the framework <coughs> and not everybody agrees with that strategy, but... It's it, going to work to some extent. I was going
1: to say, it seems at least like they're trying something, and it could be smart. This seems like two things the NHL never does. It never tries things that uh, could be smart. smart. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Um, Don't forget the Guardians project, Steven. That was a slam dunk. I just, it's,
0: there was a moment when I first heard this, there's always a moment, right? Where it's like, I'm not sure I can do it with this sport anymore. I'm really not sure I can. Cause I mean, because
1: they so at the beginning of all this for sure. I think because it was kind of the start of the season. I yeah. was just like, I'm just not. I'm just not interested. Yeah. Now.
0: And listen, I we've been talking all about Rocky Warts, and I hope it's understood that all of that is in the in the shadow of the true evil, all being what happened to Kyle Beach. Yeah. This is just the fallout from that. But like, it's just, I just they're never gonna save themselves. You know, it must I. I hate to be this bleak, but it must be like watching someone with dementia, where you know it's only gonna get worse. It's not gonna get better, and but, then eventually they're just gonna die.
1: Well, that's why I was wondering. I like, <laughs> "How does this league still like teeter onward?" I just, I don't. It's so at odds with itself, where it's run by just such old, old, old men, and yet they're trying to be like, "Look at Trevor Zegers. He's got an Instagram," and it's like. And that's a young guy, but he does the Michigan sometimes and that's bad. And I'm like, man, what is like, get like, get out of your own way. Yeah. You see someone, someone at some level in the NHL seems to understand that this league getting younger and they have to move forward and they have to be more engaging with fans and they got to be as, as transparent as possible because people are interested in like, in stories about people and characters and all that stuff. But... But the people at the top are just do not give a shit, <laughs> and that's actively working against it to the point, like you said, if they don't get out of their own way, they're just gonna they're just gonna fall apart, man.
0: We're gonna we're gonna talk about another organization of which this there's a lot of parallels when we probably talk about our Royal Rumble review since we were both there live at the end of this, but it is there is nothing more depressing. I want everyone on earth to live a long, healthy, happy life, right? So there is nothing more depressing than when you enjoy something and it is being so badly mismanaged that your only hope for it to improve is for people to actually die. And I don't like, I'm not trying to be bleak, but like Gary Bettman either needs to retire or... Or be removed from his job in another way, yeah. or it's not going to be get better. Rocky Wirtz will be the owner of the Blackhawks until he's dead, and I don't. I'm not sitting here wishing for Rocky Wirtz to be dead because I truly think that's like wrong mm. to say that. But I also don't think the Blackhawks. You know, listen. I'm not. i I. I know well enough. To not pin pin all my hopes on Danny Wurtz either. Like, he's going to save the ship sinking ships all by himself. But, like, I know there's not a prayer with Rocky Wurtz. So, my only hope is eventually Rocky's gone and Danny's in charge and maybe there's a chance. And that's a depressing place to be in, you know? Mm. It's just depressing to be thinking, well, this just isn't gonna get better. Because we've seen Yeah, we've seen no evidence. We've seen 30 changing. years of evidence with Gary Bettman. We've seen probably that many years with Rocky Wirtz. We've seen them bungle every situation. They didn't it's not like they handled the Kyle Beach situation itself all that well. Mm. They handled it maybe marginally better than your low, 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 low expectations would have expected them to handle it. But that's about all you can say. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just really... It sucks hard. Um, and I don't know. I, ju- I just don't... Yeah, I don't know, I don't really have much more to say
1: about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean... That, like you said, I don't think anything's really going to come of it. But it's just... I think that's the moral of it. It just sucks because you just know, well, oh, this won't change.
0: Yeah, and we're going to... And we're gonna forget about it, partially because time will pass, and partially because they'll do something else. I was
1: gonna say, wait for the next one. Wait <laughs> yeah. for the next problem.
0: I I was really, you know, I don't, I'm not a big skills competition or All Star Weekend guy, but when they announced earlier this week that they were gonna have um, guys shooting targets at the Bellagio fountains mm-hmm. and some other. Some other big thing that I forgot that was really Vegasy and really cool. I thought I was like, "Hot damn, they're doing something creative to make the sport look a little flashier and cooler." Right. and I'm sure it wasn't a Gary Bettman idea. You know, didn't they do that target thing at at uh, the Blues? all-star game and like everybody loved it and gary Bettman was like never again yeah. i may be misremembering mis- that but it feels like that was <laughs> they,
1: they brought back like um physical like target plates in the net now yeah because i know they were doing like the pressure ones where it was like you didn't break apart when it got hit with a puck it just went green when you hit it uh-huh. people hated that so now it's back to being like shattering little targets that's fun
0: yeah but like that i my point was all to say like I've never been a big um, all-star game guy, but, like, this should be the weekend where at best, at worst, you're not thinking about hockey much. Right. And at best, you're enjoying the all-star game as, like, the central spectacle of the sport. Right. And instead, it's got this pall over it cast by Rocky Work, Rocky <coughs> Wertz because he's an asshat and can't, can't keep his mouth shut you know and literally that's all he had to do and that's like again I'll stop I'll stop but literally he wasn't even asked the question He just had to sit there and fume. We've all sat somewhere silently and fumed before. We've all been on a business meeting and absolutely hated the answer our boss or whoever was giving and just kept our mouths shut Mm. and and maybe sent a private message to one of our closest friends and said, this is some horse shit. And I'm (laughs) pissed about it. Right? We've all done that. Everybody's done that. So do that, Rocky. I know you don't have a friend (laughs) or a private message server, but do that instead of this because this could not be any worse. You could not have more egg on its fa- on your face. So there we go. Oh, the other one was shooting blackjack card targets to try and get as close to twenty one as possible. But remember,
1: when but, they were being yeah. ma- when they were being named the Golden Knights, they couldn't be named the Aces because uh, gambling That's or right. the inference of gambling not good for the God, league. God, God, what a turn! Remember to set your DraftKings tonight. <laughs> That's right. I was reminded like nine can't times. See three in the seconds
0: of a TSN <laughs> broadcast.
1: What are you gonna do, Biz? Biz, what are you gonna be uh, betting on tonight? I'm like, Jesus Christ, you guys. You taking the over or the under? I feel like I now have to learn about betting and stuff because they talk about it so much that I'm like, okay. I can it's never minus a hundred. I can. Nah, I can, like, can never remember. I neither <laughs> can either. They're like, that's a plus one hundred. I'm like, so I get a hundred. Like, no, you would lose it. And I'm like so that's minus 100 for me (laughs) (laughs) like that's not how it works listen all you odds folks out there don't send your hate mail here yeah we don't even have an inbox
0: i don't want that
1: (laughs) PO box i don't give a fuck. five oh
0: one three (laughs) four or whatever the boston massachusetts okay
1: i gotta say do you have anything about all-star game you want to say because if i'm calling audible scrolling through this
0: who cares about the game? Who
1: cares about the Winnipeg Jets game? Uh, you know what? Here's, here's my take. Here's my take. Huso looked more like a human being. Our defense looked exactly the same. Bad. And this was the result. So, what? crazy. Crazy that, <laughs> crazy that the bad defense with a human goalie the bad... behind them uh, doesn't work. Yeah. Um... I did see some stats somewhere that, like, Falk and Krug... Like, result in a lot of offense for the Blues. Also, they're, like, monumentally terrible as far as, like, giving up shots. And it's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no.
0: Do you remember, it might have only been last year, but it might have also been the last time we missed the playoffs. (coughs) We had that one year where we had a stretch of really weak opponents. And it was very obvious that, like, you've got to get your points now because the last half is, or the last stretch is brutal. And we didn't get the points. And I think it might have been last year because, like, we we squeaked our no, right way ass was. backwards in the playoffs. We, like, anyway. lost to,
1: like, the Kings and the Ducks yeah. and, like, the Coyotes and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Definitely last year.
0: this next, the rest of this month, we play the Maple Leafs on, on Hockey Night in Canada one night. And every other opponent not only isn't in the playoffs, but is in the bottom two of their division like, currently. It's Ottawa, Montreal, New Jersey, the Blackhawks twice, the Devils, and the Sabres, I think. I think that's the oh, whole... you got them up. So, like, if you can't... You should literally get, like, 11 points out of those 12 possible right. points. And if you don't, if you don't... <laughs> <laughs> we needed this. <laughs> yeah, but, like... All I'm saying is it's, like, it's setting up that way where, like, if we come out rocky out of the break, look out in the second half because we could be in some real trouble.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, to your point, like, the Blues were leading the division maybe, like, two or three weeks ago, um, and then they had a a bunch of games in hand. So teams like the Avalanche and the Wild, I think, had quite a few postponed games or behind the Blues by a little bit. But now they've caught up. Blues have played 44 games. The Wild have played 41 still. Predators 46. Avalanche 44. Um, The Avs, the Preds, and the Wild all lead the Blues in the Central Division. The Avalanche have 68 points. Predators have 60. Wild have 59. Blues have 57. Then there's a good solid 9-point drop-off for the Stars behind the Blues. So like you mentioned earlier today, Blues still in... The playoffs within the division, mm-hmm. still making that as long as the Stars keep you know fumbling back there. No problem there. But there could be some significant separation, especially because the wild are already two points ahead of the Blues with three games in hand. Um, if you want to stay in that pack, if you want to possibly get home ice advantage in the first round or something like that, you just don't want to look like a bunch of fools. Um, you got to win those gimme games. Mm-hmm. Gimme that. Exactly.
0: Right now, here's the thing. I know there are doubters of advanced statistics out there, and I, even
1: what is math. Really?
0: And here's the thing: even the even most people in the advanced statistics community would say that, like, on a long enough timeline with a big enough sample size, <coughs> if you continue to outperform your metrics, you may just do
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> then you're just that good. But
0: right now, this team is 23rd in expected goals 4 percentage. They are 28th in high-danger chances percentage. And they are 1st in high-danger save percentage. So, you, as much as people want to blame Jordan Bennington, they can do that all they wish. And, you you know, obviously, Charlie Lindgren was phenomenal in his five games, and Billy Huso has been, for most of the season, phenomenal. Yeah, But, like... This team, I think the biggest problem with this team is they have a really loaded offense, but they don't have necessarily like a really cohesive offensive identity. Like they kind of rely on lines that click Mm -hmm. rather than like...
1: This is our strategy. This is our strategy. And
0: then they will not commit (coughs) to using their defensemen to bolster their offense. They just will not. And that that's the only way it's going to work cuz the defense sucks as a defense. So make them an offense. Right. The only, you know, I've said this before, but like there are two kinds of defense. There's the keep the puck, keep block shots and keep them from scoring kind or there's the keep the puck kind, just mm. possess possess the puck. That's right. the kind of defense that the Hurricanes play and that you know, the Panthers play—well, they don't play any defense, but that's kind of the point. They're still winning all the time because right. they may win 7-4. to four. That's still a win, you know? <clears throat> I think this—I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I just think there is the narrative there for this could really fall apart in the second half, and I would still say I really don't think Craig Verubi is the coach For this team. And I know a lot of people out there will say that's lunacy and that's madness. And I get that. But I think if you look at how this team is evolving. And how Scott Perunovich is still on the third pairing. Not getting any power play time. And Colton Pareko is still eating minutes. Even though he's tragically bad. He's a black hole. Like, I just don't... I think there need to be some upgrades or changes. And I think... Ben Chirac ain't gonna be it, <laughs> and even Jacob Ch- is ain't gonna be it. There isn't the left-handed defenseman I can think of that would be it, and if they exist, you can't afford
1: them. This is this is definitely like I don't know how he does it. Armstrong's pulled rabbits out of hat before. But this is definitely feels like a uh, summer fix. This is not oh, yeah. a deadline fix. Oh, we're
0: also second in PDO, so... Uh,
1: yeah. Ooh. Which, for
0: people that don't know, is essentially a measure of your luck. So, we're the second luckiest team. Now, the good news is, the Minnesota Wild, who are ahead of us in the division right now, are the first luckiest team. They <laughs> have won
1: six in a row.
0: Um... Yeah, well, let's do the standings and then we can do whatever else we want to do. Because I agree, screw that game. Uh, we are currently fourth in the Central Division, uh, fifty-seven points, eleven points behind the Avalanche. Who I don't know how they don't win the Cup this year. They're too good. They're literally too good. I
1: love well, it. Well,
0: I know how they don't win the Cup oh, yeah. this year as Nazem Kadri <laughs> goes insane again, a like he stain. has. Yeah. Like you can't even be surprised. It's like the it's like the NHL thing. It's like when he does it again, you can't even literally
1: can't pretend to be surprised. But sometimes history does actually literally yeah, repeat, repeat itself. itself. Exactly, it rhymes because orange does rhyme with orange.
0: Yeah, it's one hundred percent. But even with being fourth in the division, we're fully uh, eight points ahead of of the closest non playoff team. It looks like so. You know, we're comfortably in the playoffs, um and we would be first or tied for first if we were in the Pacific division. So it's a bit of a bit of a tough draw with the Preds getting real hot and the wild getting real hot and the avalanche being the avalanche. But you know, you could fall. Right. And even even if you don't fall, finishing fourth in your division and playing the avalanche that you'll
1: fall you'll fall we have a better offense this year sure but we already saw this last year yeah exactly i really don't want to play the avalanche where we can play the fun card of like we took them to six games though this time so really an improvement yeah remember when we did
0: that i i love doug armstrong but i will still never forgive him for when one year we got oh, swept right. by the Kings in the second round, the next year we got six-gamed by the Kings in the first round, and he said, "So see, we
1: did better."
0: <laughs> I was like, "No, no, Doug."
1: <laughs> There's a lot of like darkest timelines, in, like Blues uh-huh. history, but I think one of them has to be getting reverse swept by the Kings and then getting reverse swept by the fucking Blackhawks. Not a full reverse sweep of being up oh 2 nothing, yeah. two years in a row and then losing four in a row. Uh-huh. Like, I, what was the next one? I we know. played the Wild the next year in 2015 uh-huh. and they won the first game and I was like, I'm, ha- I'm happy. I am. Good. Because oh, yeah. this is a whole different, this is a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah. I got to worry about our win. Yeah, because the Lord knows if we won the first game, we be like, this is nice, but I'm also like, there, there is
0: nothing more traumatizing to me still than when the boys won the first two games of the series. I'm like, oh no, 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 this is like a Maple Leafs fan <laughs> seeing a three-one lead. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. I've been down this road before. Well, what was
1: it when we beat when we beat the Blackhawks in sixteen? Blues won one then the Hawks, then we won two. Uh-huh. In in Chicago, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh boy,
0: was that what sixteen seventeen? 17, uh, 15, 16? Okay. But yeah, and then which then, was the Brower year, the following year? No, that was that year. fifteen okay. sixteen. I think that year, yeah, we were up three to one. Yeah, yeah. Because then, because the I remember
1: game was real close. I, it was OT winner. I'm pretty sure. I'm Canada. sure I
0: said this before, but I remember telling as correspondent Jordan, "We listen. We have to win Game Five because mm-hmm. if we lose Game Five, we're certainly not winning Game Six in Chicago. And if we lose Game Six in Chicago, we're not taking Game <laughs> Seven from the Blackhawks. So this is a this is a must win game when we're up three to one in the series. I love
1: knowing that that and was I was, was almost right. I love knowing that that was like the end of them. Mm-hmm. Like we did that, and then the next year they got swept by the or by Nashville in the first round. Oh yeah. And then it was just like, and then, ne- and then they never made it back. Mm-hmm. I guess they won a won a qualification round or whatever, but against the Mc... Chef's kids, yes. the,
0: the penalty list McDavid's.
1: Okay, Stephen, dive in. I give you. You asked for this. I give you five to ten of your hardest wrestle. I keep on calling it WrestleMania, Royal <laughs> Rumble, wrestling takes. Before my body gives out.
0: I'm supposed to give them? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't prepared
1: for this. Sure you were. Well Okay, tell the the tail of the tape, the ring, the ropes. So ring around the ropes.
0: Everything else is gonna be wrestling talk. If that's not your jam,
1: get on out of here. But You asked last
0: Saturday the Dome at America Center did host the I don't like that. No, nobody likes that. The most Edward Jones the recent (laughs) installment. Of, the... It is weird that like nobody will sponsor it. Like, I get that Edward Jones isn't gonna fork over <laughs> the cast. Feels, that feels bare like, in St. Louis. Yeah. Why wouldn't like emos be like the emo's dome for like, you know, eighty grand or
1: whatever?
0: For a, for a, for a quick buy. <laughs> I mean, they're not making any money off the sponsorship, so you might as well pay somebody. Anyway, um the 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 biggest thing is like listen... You can have whatever thoughts you have on wrestling as an entertainment venture or WWE in particular. If you're anywhere where forty thousand people are screaming their heads off, you're guns to have a good time. Right. You know that was it was a hell of a lot of fun to be there in great. person. The I called every result to a team. You tee. did. I texted my friend Curtis. Texted me as I was walking into the venue. Uh, at like six fifteen and there was and was like predictions and spoilers if you if you don't know. I was like, uh well Brock's gonna lose to Bobby Lashley and then gonna win the men's Royal Rumble and Ronda Rousey's gonna come back and win the Women's Royal Rumble and all that happens. So um the men's Royal Rumble sucked really hard relative to like what they usually are. Right. Um it was it was just rough. I mean, like, again, I expected who won to won, win. So I knew what was going to happen at 30 when he came out. And I I was totally prepared. Um, so it wasn't even that. Like, usually there'd be the disappointment of, oh, my God, they had this guy win again. Yeah. But, like, it, I was like, my, I had steeled myself for it. So it wasn't that. But it was just, like, the, the women's Royal Rumble was, like, all surprises and fun. And, like, even the people, even some of the people that you knew were coming, like, where you see rarely enough that it was, like, okay, this is still cool. We're still going to, like, pop for this. Yeah. The Men's Royal Rumble was, like, 95% people that are on the roster. And the surprises were, like, Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon, which, like, no insult. Bad Bunny's incredible. He's nuts. What is this he does. dude, like,
1: doing a rest? Is this guy now going to wrestle?
0: I guess. Like, he seems to be. The more
1: I read about it, the more I, it wasn't, like... It was a guest appearance sort of thing. We were like, "Oh, he's looked really good," and I was like, "Wait a second, he, he's not going to do more." He
0: definitely, almost certainly will have a WrestleMania match because, like, he's first of all, he's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like, he seems to really work at it and put the work in. But, like, point is, like, no insult really to either of those guys. <laughs> but, like, no, like, smart fan, quote unquote, is going to be like,
1: "Oh yeah, it's Bad Bunny," <laughs> you know? <laughs> when like, they did the Shane McMahon entrance, I was like, "Holy shit!" But then part of me was also like doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: Yeah. Him being at 28 and then staying until the final four was a real bad look. Especially since he apparently put the match together, like, backstage. And so, apparently, there was a lot of...
1: Isn't he also, like, out or something now? I thought, like... Well, yeah.
0: So, like, apparently... Again, I... I take everything I read in wrestling with him more than a grain of salt, but like Seems apparently there's so many people were pissed that he like booked himself to look really good in the Royal Rumble that Vince McMahon was quietly like, okay, you need to go away for a while now, <laughs> which everybody's like, oh, so it's going to go be an AEW. No, no you're an no. idiot. You're an idiot if you think that. Um, but I mean, it was fun. I don't know. It was fun at the same time they refuse. It's, it's that same Gary Bettman thing where it's like they refuse to get better. Mm. They, they make public statements about like, hey, we're, we're keenly aware that most of our stars are in, in their mid to late 30s and we're not making new stars fast enough. And then they're fucking making the of main event of WrestleMania, Brock and Roman Reigns again. Right. And like, that's fine. In like On the one hand, I cannot sit here and fault WWE for having two of the two biggest stars in wrestling Mm. win the Royal Rumble, like and and a mainstream star. Capacity. They couldn't have had bigger stars win either of those Royal Rumbles unless The Rock was going to come back for a WrestleMania run. That's it. It, Ronda Rousey is his biggest star, and that's no insult to any of the women that work there all the time, but it's just a fact of the matter that Ronda Rousey is a huge mainstream star, and, you know, Sasha Banks is in The Mandalorian. Becky Lynch has a lot of mainstream appeal, but they don't come close to being on that level, and same with Brock Lesnar, you know? And... (laughs) The fact of the matter is, no, you can't tell me. In the women's Royal Rumble, you can definitely tell me. But, like, in the men's, there's not anybody else that could have believably won that match and gone <laughs> gone on to challenge Roman Reigns. I'm golfing now. So, like, you can... It's like, you should be mad at the, at the disease, not the symptom, you know? Right. So, like, they're a screwed-up company that needs to get better, but that wasn't the time to be, like, suddenly a gas that, like... Damian Priest wasn't winning the Royal Rumble when he hasn't looked good for three
1: months, right. you know? like They didn't build up anyone else to yeah. have that make a sense.
0: So a report came out this week that, like, and again, this one that I take with a significant grain of salt because I called Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble all the way back when he won the title at the last pay-per-view. But, like, they were saying there was a report that, like, it was a last-minute decision to switch to Ro- Brock Lesnar and that before that the plan had been for Matt Riddle to win the Royal Rumble, And I'm like, no, it wasn't. I guess I'm sitting here being like, no, it wasn't, because who would have believed that? Right. And he's probably one of the more over guys in the company, and he's still not over, you know, he's not over to that level. If he if he went into a match, maybe against Bobby Lashley, he'd have like at least some footing. But if that dude went into a match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, it would be laughable that he could win it. I mean, right. you could always spend the next three months making it not that way. Right. But, like, I don't trust them to tell a story well enough to do that, you know? So, like, it's all a mess. But the event itself was a blast. Right. It was really cool to see everybody go friggin' crazy for Randy Orton right near the end.
1: That was cool. I was, like, I was kind of sadly got knocked out. It's was yeah. like, I know you have a narrative. I know you got a you can't cater to one city or uh-huh. whatever, but I was like, oh no, you got to have him be in there and, like doing something other than just like two RKOs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty fun. I had like my brain had totally blanked at who else was coming. And then when he came out, so it was like news to me. And yeah. like, oh yeah, of course.
0: There were, I think the, you know, from what I've come home and watched after the fact, I think the building was pretty badly mic'd yeah. because there were a couple of things that were just like, insane explosions of sound for people Mm. um one of them was when mickey james came out which was especially cool because she wasn't even using like her recognizable quote-unquote music but like there were some there were some pops that were like geothermic heat and didn't pick up that way on the tv so that kind of is disappointing but it was cool to be there
1: there were so many people there i guess that's what kind of shocked me too what did
0: you think about it Ian? you were the you were the newbie. You asked for
1: this. <laughs> My second wrestling thing ever. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, again, even if you had predicted everything that was going to happen, like it's still just fun to see and to see that many people into it. Um, yeah, I kind of wish now that we'd seen now that we'd seen the uh, Roman Reigns match from earlier. I missed that one live. I would have liked to have seen that live because there was, oh, man, I think was that good. was, that was really good.
0: That was probably like the, I think the big problem with that show is that the first two matches were the best part of it. Right, right. If, if the, if Brock winning the Rumble had been where the women's Royal Rumble was, nobody would have cared. I mean, people would have cared, but like yeah, relatively <clears throat> that muted Royal Rumble wouldn't have been the last taste in your mouth. Right. So it wouldn't have seemed as bad. The women could have main-evented, but because of the convoluted corner they'd booked themselves into with all the other stuff, they had to have Roman win his match so that he could believably come out and interfere in the Brock match.
1: Right.
0: And they couldn't have the two Royal Rumbles like back-to-back, so those had to separate, and it all became a ridiculous thing, you know? So, But I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you have more to say?
1: No. no. You know what? I, I do. It, having not been... wrestling fan that long it is so interesting to see them stick with a lot of the same people in the last whatever three years or whatever so yeah i am kind of excited hopefully at some point maybe that they'll put some young person over that can beat uh roman reigns like that'd be interesting i think that'd be fun i think they should build somebody up you got to break it i think like you're saying believable but enough of a whatever enough of a question mark like well maybe they won't because like if you build someone like you said like tom riddle or whatever and they build him up over three months real quick, then I almost think, well, now he's got to beat Roman Reigns. They're like, we just got to shove this dude down your throats well, real quick and boom. Ian, Tom Riddle is Tom, Voldemort, so oh, he yeah. should beat Roman Reigns. Reigns. What's this guy's name? Matt, Matt Riddle, <laughs> Tom Riddle. They're the same thing.
0: It's funny because I had a Voldemort example I was going to yeah. give something and he plucked it right out of my brain. But what I was going to say to that point is like, one of the things I think I I when when smart fans get really upset about things. One of the things that bothers me is like the idea and WWE does this too, that like surprising people is an inherent virtue.
1: Oh yeah, like if you surprise them, that means you did a good yeah. job.
0: And the reality is that like I should know nine times out of ten how a well told story is gonna end. Right. And the Voldemort example is listen, I knew Harry was beating Voldemort from book one. I didn't, (laughs) there was no No, mystery that in the series of children's novels, the end (laughs) of a seven book series would be, and then Voldemort killed Harry and the wizarding world descended into darkness. Like that wasn't, that wasn't going to be it, you know? So like, it's not that you have to, it's not that you have to tell the story It's not that you have to just put in surprises for surprises' sake, or or lead people down the wrong path. You just have to tell the story in a way that it's compelling, right? You know, like I knew a a lot of times the best moments in wrestling are when you know something pretty much has to happen, but you still don't.
1: You're you're still not going to believe it until
0: you see it. And you know, like when Daniel Bryan did his whole yes movement and won at WrestleMania. Like I knew they weren't going to like f you. In the, in the home stretch, in the mm. final five yards of that run downfield, of that kick return, yeah. I knew inherently that he had to win at that WrestleMania. But you're still, every near near fall, you're like, oh my God, you know, like that's yeah. that's a good story. So like, it's not bad inherently that it's like predictable that Brock Lesnar won. It should just be someone else that's predictable because they've built them up right. to a level where you're like, oh, that's the guy that hasn't gotten his chance to fight Roman Reigns or had his chance and got screwed or whatever. Right. And now he's he's finally overcome the obstacles, you know? And that's that's how you do it well to me. I thought I had one more point to make. Did you have something else to say? Did oh, I catch I you?
1: Off? No, I think
0: that's I think that's really good. Okay, well that's all I got. I think I think that's it. Braun is trending. Did he come back on SmackDown? Uh no, he's just saying. No, he's cra- He's just saying crazy shit on social media. So you know, good for him. Why else would you? Good trends? for you, Brawny. Um, yeah. So if you want to build new stars, build new stars. If you want to make your organization transparent, make it transparent. Don't be a rich old asshole who's out of touch and doesn't know how to run his business. <laughs> the end. Uh, Ian, I hope you feel better. Okay. I hope I feel. better. I hope better. you feel better. I hope you don't um, feel bad. I don't feel too bad. Dear listener, like I hope
1: you feel great.
0: Tickly throat. Everyone out there, enjoy the snow while it lasts. And we'll talk again real soon. Enjoy the in, enjoy the All-Star yeah, game. Yeah, have fun. If you're listening to this, I would just like to say, hey now, you're an All-Star. You are. So, Get your
1: game on and go play. That's right.
0: Put, literally put the All-Star game on and then go participate in it. <laughs> punch Drive the sun right out of the sky. Yeah. Air fists. Alright everybody, we'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya.
1: Right like city gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living, the devil may care And I'm just a devil with no despair So viva Las Vegas, viva Las Vegas How I wish that there were more than 24 hours in the day